Hello, I'm glad to be with you again. Well, we had seen at our last time as we were looking that God had begun his revelation to us in a very specific place, uh, something that was not random, but intentional. And we had begun to look last week as to why this may be. What was it uh, that God wanted us to know from that very simple statement that was made at the very beginning of Genesis in the very first verse, in beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And we had seen by comparing scripture with scripture that all these things ultimately have to do with rulership, that this was something that was established in the beginning, rulership, governance of the earth, um, and this was in place from when God started. And this is something quite obviously that he wants us to be aware of and that he wants us to know from the very beginning of our study of the scripture. So it's good to keep these things in mind, of course. And then last, uh, the end of last week, we began to ask the question, <coughs> excuse me, with this whole picture of rulership in place, and we had seen as we had looked at the scriptures that this had to do with visible and invisible rulership. And we'd seen the invisible had to do with angelic beings in this place called the heavens associated with the earth. And we had seen from Ephesians chapter six that we're dealing with fallen angels, those who are the rulers of the spiritual darkness of this age. And we'd left ourselves with the question, why do we end up with these angelic rulers who are the rulers of the darkness of this age after 6,000 years almost since God began in the beginning? And we can begin to look at that and to answer that question in, uh, in some degree as we look at things today. So let's just take ourselves back for a moment to the very beginning of scripture. Let's read that first verse again and we'll add to it the second verse. In beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. So in an unspecified point then, in eternity past, in beginning, in Genesis, this is something that we find called of old in Second Peter, God created the heavens and the earth, and this creation was perfect. God had done this by his word, as we'd seen in John chapter 1, in beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. And it's good for us to realise then and to understand that this creation in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, was something that was perfect. In verse 2, of course, we read that the earth was without form and void. And that word was is a Hebrew word that can be translated was or it can be translated became. And knowing which of those words to use to translate it depends upon the context. Well, of course, as we look at this, the second verse of all of Scripture, there really isn't anything in the way of context to be able to provide us with an answer for that, which is, again, the reason why we always have to go and compare Scripture with scripture so that we can find the answer to those things that we need to know. And the important thing to realize here, of course, is that if we're looking at something taking place between the very first verse, Genesis 1-1, and the first half of Genesis 1-2, then something then has happened. And whatever it was that happened caused the earth to become without form and void. And so all we need to do 
in order to see that this is an absolute reality, that the creation was created perfectly, and then something happened to make the earth without form and void. We just do what we have done, and we've already mentioned again today, to compare scripture with scripture. Look at what we see here in Isaiah chapter 45, verse 18. For thus says the Lord who created the heavens, who is God, who formed the earth and made it, who established it, who did not create it in vain, who formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, there is no other. Well, this verse here from Isaiah that we've looked at provides God's own commentary on that very first verse of Genesis, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. And it states categorically in this verse from Isaiah that God did not create the earth in vain. Now, the thing we need to know here is that the word that's translated vain in Isaiah is the same word that's translated void in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. And so, it is the Hebrew word tohu. So if we just put that together, Genesis 1, 2, the earth was without form and tohu. And then in Isaiah, it says quite clearly, who established it, who did not create it, tohu. And so in Genesis 1, 1, we read that God created the heavens and the earth. And at the beginning of verse 2, we read that the earth was tohu. However, God has said through Isaiah that the earth was not created, tohu. So if God did not create the earth, tohu, and yet it became that way, then clearly something took place that brought this about. And it's so good to realise that and to know that, and we can praise the Lord for it. And just as an aside, this might be of interest to you, knowing God's affinity for numbers that he has, um, it would be interesting to note that this opening verse of Genesis consists of 10 words in English. So consisting of 10 words in English is a translation of only seven words in Hebrew. And of course, seven in God's numerical uh, world that he lives in uh, is the number that God uses to show completion of that which is in view. And of course, in this context, we would understand it to be the completion in a perfect sense of the world and the heavens that were created. And then even more interesting still, these seven Hebrew words are comprised of 28 letters, giving us four sets of seven. And four is the number of creation with respect to the earth, four seasons, four points on the compass, four elements, etc. And again, seven in this context is a number of perfect completion. So God has underscored that which he had said with a numerical construct that further proves that in beginning, when he created the heavens and the earth, this was perfectly done. And of course, this perfectly formed creation was brought into existence in beginning to be ruled over. And he created a messianic angel and other angels who would administer this task with him. Rulership of the earth then in conjunction with the heavens is at the heart of creation and it can never change. It is, as we had seen last week, Daniel 4.26, the heavens do rule. 
So we're beginning to realize then, if we um, go back to that very second verse in all of scripture, the earth was without form and void, it would be much more helpful to us if we translated that as the earth became without form and void. It was not created that way, but it became that way. And why is this of any significance for us? Well, I mean, it really is. Because as we look, because we would continue reading in Genesis chapter 1, and we see those six days of work that God puts in there, leading to that seventh day of rest, we're going to realise and to understand that what's written here is not a description of God creating the earth. It is a description of God restoring that which had become formless and void. And we will, of course, look at that as weeks go on and we'll see that to be the case. So rulership is established in the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. He had placed rulers over that earth. Then something had happened in order to cause that perfectly created earth to become formless and void. And it's that thing that has taken place between verse 1 and verse 2 that we need to understand and to look at because it will make sense of so much more that comes as we continue onwards and to look at this. But we will pick this up again next time if that's all right with everyone and we'll pause there for today but we'll come back to this at the next occasion. So until then, God bless you and I'll be back with you soon.